Hello and welcome to Season 4 of the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, an organization that is dedicated to helping, supporting and strengthening the voiceover industry. Now, my name's Rachel Naylor, and I'll be your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, from video games to commercials to animation to promos. I'm also editor of The Buzz magazine, which is the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. I'm director at Elements Demos, founder and CEO of The Voiceover Network, and I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. I talk to some amazing experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. And that's what this podcast is all about. So the VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. Head over to the voiceovernetwork.org website to see all the amazing events and workshops we have going on. I started the VoiceOver Network over eight years ago. I can't believe that now. Because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals from around the world to come together to get help, support and advice. And to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals of all levels. So people who've been in the industry for over 40 years and people just starting out. And I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your voiceover journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. So today we're going to be talking all about video games with the amazing Kim Hurden. Kim is a voice casting director with over 30 years of experience under her belt. She has appeared as a voice specialist on TV, radio and in print and has been dubbed the queen of voice. Um, Kim has worked on loads and loads of titles, uh, including... Warframe, Far Cry, Company of Heroes, Overwatch, Watchdog, Ghost Recon, and Assassin's Creed, along with loads and loads of other AAA video games. And she's joining us today. Welcome, Kim. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Um, yeah. It's um, yes. So we are gonna dive in. And talk about because you've worked on so many different projects, haven't you? Yeah, tons, tons, yeah, it, it, tons, tons, and tons. And as it stands, I heard all the, the stuff you mentioned in the intro, and I'm working on. I I just started another one last week, so three AAAs right now as we speak. Ooh, I know. I can't. I can't say. I can't say. I can't say. We want to know. We want to know. <laughs> That's the trouble with video games. There's so many NDAs. Nobody can talk about what they're doing. I, exactly. Um, and and the records last for two years, sometimes three years. So this whole time I'm like, can I tell now? No. Can I tell now? No. Can I tell now? Until it, no. <laughs> so when it comes out, okay. <laughs> I know. It can take years, can't it? I, yeah, yeah. I was in a game and I didn't even realize it had come out. And I only noticed because I saw on IMDb, I was like, oh, it came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so, funny. so um so tell us how did you get into castings oh my god okay back <laughs> in the beginning go go way way back 
I started off as a receptionist at um, an audio house. So started off doing commercial specifically and literally answering the phones, writing invoices and, um, and realizing then, oh my God, this is a thing. People do this. People talk and sing and stuff. Oh my God, I love this. And there was a woman that was doing all the casting at the time. She left to go to a different company. And on the way out the door, she said, you know, I think Kim would be good at this. And I'm like, what? Me? Oh my God, what? What? (laughs) So they trained me up and, you know, 30 years later, here I am. Amazing. Amazing. I love like hearing how, yeah, it's so kind of interesting how everybody kind of finds themselves in this wonderful magical world that is voiceovers origin stories right superheroes that's it that's <laughs> it um and so what what do you what do you love about your job most the people yeah right uh, the, the prep and the blah and the bun the reading the scripts and the work itself is fantastic but it's working with people like you it's where it's getting to know people it's learning their quirks as we as i said go through, you know, a two or three year span while we're recording games and really getting to know people in that way. Um, So yeah, it's, it's the actors and the teams that I work with. That's what makes it super fun. Oh, awesome. Yay. And so tell us a little bit about, so I always think it's really interesting to know what is it, what does a, you know, but voice director and casting director's day look like? So what, what's a typical day for you? Well, it completely varies, much like yeah. yours, I'm sure. <laughs> so um, it depends on what I'm working on. I know I'm, tr- I'm like very tempted to pull up my calendar, but I'm not going to. So it could either be a full day of voice direction and because I work on a lot of different projects. So I'm working on uh, some animated series now too. So it could be that. Yeah. This week it is a video game actually. So um, tomorrow, I think every day next week, it's just it's wall to wall, nine to six with a bunch of different actors locked in with lunch and usually in lunch, much like you, I am trying to take a meeting or send back emails or do whatever I do beforehand and prepping all of the stuff that I need scripts during the weekend for the week coming up. And then, you know, running a business just like you all, you know, going yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what about a car? Like, how does the casting process work for you? How do you, how, yeah. What, what is, what is a casting kind of, I know they're all slightly different, but how do you cast? They are. the the Well, I'm, I'm saying we because that, I think, is what makes us a little bit different than most casting, um, casting in, in Canada anyway. We have a very large team that, yeah. that work with me So at KH. So um, client will let us know what they're looking for, whether it be a commercial or an animated series or a video game. Um, so they'll give us the specifics. And then we will send it out to whatever they want as far as regions go. So we could cast in the UK. We could cast in Canada only. We can cast in Toronto only. We could cast down in in the States. Um, Sort of depends on their budget and whatever they've got going on as far as co-pro and tax credits and grants and all of that business. So we will send it out uh, usually using Casting Workbook if we're talking about North America. And then we have other means to do that if we're Rachel. Sometimes I've sent it out through you, yeah. Right, the voiceover network in the UK, right? That's so that's it. So we have lots of different fingers and lots of different pies, and we will send it out. Have a have a due date, whatever that might be. We get all of the auditions back, and depending on the spec, 
and how how specific it is. It may be 30 people that we're looking for. If it's really specific, it may be 500 people that we're now dealing with. It completely depends. Um, and then we go through that as a team. So we have we have a sort of a device, I guess, if you want to call it that, on the back end mm-hmm. um, that sort of sorts everything for us. So usually three people will take yeah. a listen to, to every audition. One starts at the top of the list. One starts at the bottom. One starts in the middle so that all the actors get a fair shake because that's a lot of listening to do. And you start to, you know, by 150 and you're like, I am going to now. I can't listen anymore. So you have to walk away. So we make sure everyone gets a fair shake. We listen to every single audition. I want to make sure that we, I say that because we actually do. And then we sort of hit a button, it all sorts. And all the people that get a number one, because we're choosing one, two or three, get sorted to the top. We go through those again. And we usually present about 20, 20 people to our clients. Sometimes they want more or less, but usually it's about 20. So if you make it to that 20, you've come a long way, baby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, that's a lot of listening to yeah, a lot auditions. of mm-hmm. And so what, what, yeah, from your point of view, what is it in an audition that gets your attention or gets, you know, what is it that gets the ones? I knew you were going to ask me that. I know. Because <laughs> everybody wants to know that. Um, that literally is the the question I get asked the most. Um, and it's so hard. It's, and it, my it answer is so terrible. Though. I know. Because yeah. like, I have a terrible answer. It varies. Um again, depending on the project and what we're looking for. I, if it's, if it's animation, I want someone to make me laugh. Yeah. I want something to give me something a little unexpected. Yep. It doesn't have to be completely off, but maybe a little unexpected. And we always ask for two takes, especially with animation, wherein we ask for stick to the spec on the first one. You can give us little baubles and fun jewels along the way that, that vary it a little bit. And then second one, if you want to go completely off and do something nutty, you can do that. Or if you just want to push whatever you've already done. With video games, what I'm looking for is authenticity. I want it to sound real. Yeah. Most of the stuff in AAA, that's what we're looking for. Mm. If it's something that's a smaller budget, again, we're getting into different characters. It'll lean a little more towards animation, possibly, depending again on how cute they are, what the game is, is it mobile game, whatever it is. But AAA is really very realistic. Yeah. So I want it to sound like a person in different situations. I want you to go for it when it yeah. get when you get to the efforts and the you know the dying and the dying and fire and all the don't hold yeah. back. No holding yeah. back. Because if yeah. you do, you're not gonna get booked. You know, yeah. you just won't. Because yeah. we don't know that you can go there then. Mm. So and, and and I get it because sometimes people are doing it in their closets at home. And so to be on to bah, and be on fire in your closet, it's like, oh, you better let your neighbors know. Because right, we've had auditions. It was actually for Far Cry Six, we had auditions. Um, and it was during COVID. Yeah. So the auditions were being held across Canada, and it was the first time we were doing Zoom, and it was all a big experiment. And we had an actor who her neighbors called the police. Because wow. they, thought, they thought she was dying. She got booked too. She got booked. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, you've really got to go there. And I think, you know, when I work with, with voice actors on their auditions and stuff, I'm always just saying more, 
do more, go further. Like it's like the first time you do, like do the first take where you do it and then go, okay, right. Add more to that. It's like coloring in, you know, coloring in between the lines. You need to make decisions as an actor in order to create the world and, and, and show us that you believe that you are in that world and that's really happening. And, that's you know, it. the specs only give us so much. They give us, that's sometimes just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the kind of, that's the outline. And we have to be, you know, creative to to do all the coloring in and, and decide, you know, are there trees? Where are you? What's, you know what I mean? Is What's the weather like? What's just happened is the thing that I'm always saying to people. What has just, what are you reacting to? Because it's always, there's always a reaction. So adding in all those, those choices. Because I've listened to auditions before, I've, you know, and and when they come through and they're all the same and they're all, it drives you a bit crazy. A bit crazy. And yeah. that's the thing is some of them, they're okay. They get a three. The twos, that's yeah. the bulk of the auditions. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. But you're right. What does it take to to be a one? It's doing exactly what you just said. It's yeah. It's really fleshing out the character and having to do that, as you just said, Using your imagination, because sometimes they're giving you two adjectives. You're a soldier and, you know, you're tough and you're a new guy. Yeah. And and that's all you've got. So the same thing happens, conversely, if you get booked and now you're in the booth or at at home in your own booth, you are making everything up. Even more so, I would say, than animation, because at least animation, you've got other characters, you've got a script, it's a storyline, and you don't have that with with video games. You usually don't have any information about the game itself, because they're all NDA'd. So you're going in blind, you're making a character up, and as you said, make a bold choice, stick with that choice, and decide who that character is, and where they live, and what they've done, as you before you before they've come to that, because most of the time it's one line and that's the scene, one line. So what's going on? Once you get to the, to the final record, I'll help you because that's my job. I'll give you context as much as I can. But when you're auditioning, yikes, you're making those decisions on your own. And there isn't a wrong one as long as you go for it. Yes. That's it. As long as you, yeah, exactly. It's it's making the choice. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's you know, stepping up to bat and, and going right. I'm going to really go for this. Yes, and and yeah. and and all in because it's you know, we you can hear we can hear when somebody is just tiptoeing. They're just giving you a taste of a character. They're not committing. They haven't really done the work, and it doesn't take long to do the work. It's just about making choices. It's about standing there and saying, "Where am I? What's going on? Who am I talking to? You know." You know, what am I wearing? What does it feel like? What are the smells? What are the touches? Just make those choices. Yeah. And then there's no, yeah, there's no wrong choice. It's just make a choice and go for it and and create that world. That's it. Otherwise, you're going to remain a two. Yeah. And you don't want to be a two. You want to be a one. No. Yes. Make it. And as you said, don't. And I'm going to use um, opera singers often do this. We're talking about sounds and efforts and things like that, they mark. So yeah. it when they're singing, just before the full performance, they they give you sort of a rehearsal, if you will. Yeah. And we've had a couple of them in to do sessions, and that's what they were doing, yeah. I, maybe to pre- preserve their voice or. And it, it just doesn't work. You can hear it. You can tell yeah. if someone's holding back. 
You have to actually go there. And it's not like it is in real life. When you get shot in real life, it is not the same as what a video game getting shot sounds like. It's very specific. And if you want to get into the genre, study it. You don't necessarily have to play the games themselves, but you can do walkthroughs. You can do playthroughs on YouTube. And then you'll hear those sounds and you'll learning that is probably key when it comes to just the sounds themselves. It's you should, you should just study it. That's it. If you want to do it, if you want to get into, you know, if you want to be booking video game work, you need to focus and you need to put in the work and, and, and that's, that's absolutely it. And you do have to, you know, I really feel like video games, I talk about it as like, it's instant acting, but it's very much like going back to, to being a kid, you know, where you just, you just, have to to be in that moment you have to completely immerse yourself like you know and and see that you're in the bunker and you know and just accept and go for it because that's what kids do that is exactly what kids do and funny that you would bring that up because what often happens and i'm going to i'm going to be gender specific i don't wanna but i gotta okay go for it females haven't played those kind of games as kids yeah so a lot of the times when when I'm directing uh, females, they'll say, well, what does that sound like? Like, what are, so what does it sound like when you get shot? Or what does it sound like when you, you know, your chest gets blown open? Or what does it sound like when you get stabbed in the throat? And so I'll direct you through it. But again, going back to learning those sounds, because we didn't do that when we were little. I don't, I can't even do that yeah. machine gun sound that all the guys can do that. I see. I can't even do it. It's embarrassing. I can't do it. <laughs> but they all did that. I yeah. can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for females, that's pretty key is learning that kind of stuff as well and and studying, yeah. learning it, learning yeah. what the sounds are. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Okay, guys, we're going to just take a short break to hear from our amazing sponsors. You are listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast season four. Brought to you by the VoiceOver Network. Sponsored by Sennheiser, Focusrite, Audio-Technica, and Elements Demos. This podcast is powered by the Focusrite Vocaster and the Sennheiser USB microphone. Founded in Japan in 1962, Audio-Technica has grown to design critically acclaimed headphones, turntables, and microphones building on its passion for listening and retaining the belief that high-quality audio should be accessible to all. From live concert tours and recording studios to theatres, educational facilities and houses of worship, there are also millions of music enthusiasts, gamers and content creators who use Audio-Technica products every day. Check out the Audio-Technica website, audio-technica.com. Having the right demo is so important as a voice actor. In fact, it's one of the most important marketing tools you need to have. Now, I created Elements Demos because I wanted to make sure that voice actors have the best demos to go out to get work and to get more representation. I have an amazing team of scriptwriters, sound engineers and directors all working with you. Check out elementsdemos.com for more information. Great. Okay, so we are back and we are talking about video games and castings and auditions and all that fun. Um, so let's just um, talk a little bit about demos. Do you do you listen to, to video game demos? 
I do. Okay. Yep. And we produce them as well. What I have found is, and you could probably shed some light on this for me as far as the UK goes. Um, American demos and Canadian demos are very different as far as video games go. So uh, having worked with Ubisoft up here a lot, um, what they're looking for is nothing too long. Obviously, nobody wants a long one. We don't have time. Um, But they don't want something that's heavily produced. They want to hear the person. So they want to hear maybe three or four characters. Again, not too long, but maybe it's someone that's more demure character and then something that's a little more tough or whatever your choice is, whatever is, is comfortable to you. And then some of those efforts, Ono's library, again, it's a different term for everybody, but some of those as well, just again, to hear, make sure you can go there. Yeah. But in the States, a lot, they're, they're produced. There's a, there's a big production and there's sound and, and we used to do that. And then I, as I said, I talked to casting at Ubisoft and so what, what do you, tell me what you guys want. And so that's what we started doing. It's, it's, it's easier to hear the performance if you do that. Yeah. And so I get it. I, I, I to- totally understand. But I get the other side too, that they want to hear what it's going to sound like in game. So they want to yeah. hear the sounds and the other people screaming and crying. It costs a whole lot more money, obviously, yeah. to put that much post-production in. So that's the difference for me. It's a big one. What, what a, in the UK, is there a difference? So, I mean, I think, yeah, we, we, we do the production too. I mean, yeah, we do pr- the production too here. Um, but I know that different casting directors have got really strong opinions about, yeah, whether it should be, you know, produced or not produced. And I think, I think the most important thing is to show that you can act. And that's, that's, that's and, and you don't, it doesn't want to, you don't want it to be masked by the sounds. Um that's that's the you know and i've had so many video game demos bad ones where it's like doing voices and yes oh you know and there's no emotion there's no connection and we can hear that and then you're like well that you're just showing that you can do a different sound with your voice but that's not what that's not what a casting director wants they want acting yeah. they want acting so you're better off doing the same style of voice, but different, do you know what I mean? Different scenarios. No, that's exactly it. Or, or a different archetype. Yeah. So what you're describing, again, leans more towards animation, putting on a yeah. different voice yeah. and putting on different sort of placements, vocal placements. But because the video game work is so lengthy and extensive yeah. and the sessions are so long, um, and a lot of people don't know that either, that you're in the booth by yourself. Mm. We never recording ensemble ever, never, never. Yeah. So it's you for two hours or you for four hours. That's yeah. a lot of work and it's hard on your voice. It's yeah. exhausting. So also having to figure vocal placement, that's, yeah. that's why it's just not done. So it's just you being you and using a different ar- archetype, as I said. So it could be someone that is a civilian and then someone that is, you know, a, an army sergeant and some, yeah. so a very different personality type, but still using your own voice. Otherwise yeah. you won't be able to last through the records. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really important guys. Don't ever put something on your demo that you can't recreate firstly mm-hmm. um, and you can't sustain yeah. Uh, if you can do a, a, you know, if you can do an American accent, but only for like 10 minutes, <laughs> don't put it on because if someone pulls you in, 
and they heard it on your demo and they're like, yeah, we want that character. And, and you go into the session and you can't, then you're going to upset a lot of people and they won't have you back. Yeah. Well, and because you can't rehearse it. If, yeah. As you said, if you can only do it for 10 minutes, you're like, oh, no problem. I'll just look at the script and I'll, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Your, your script's going to have maybe 500 lines. You can't rehearse an accent for 500 lines. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sustain it if, you, if you're not 100% on it. Yeah. Agreed. And if you're thinking about the accent, you're not in the character as well. Exactly. So, um, you ha- yeah, just you have to be able to completely immerse yourself and not think about the accent or how, you, you know, it's coming out because you've got to be in the moment um, yeah. and really present. And I love yeah. that about video game voice acting because I feel like you have to be so present. Yes. Well, it, most of the time it's it's sight reading. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't sometimes you're walking into the booth and that's when they're giving you the script or yeah. we're changing stuff on the fly yeah. because, oh, you know, we put it in game, the stuff we did yesterday and they tested it last night and now that storyline doesn't work. So here's a whole new storyline. So I'm getting things flown at the last minute. So if you're not good at sight reading, yoinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to, you have to. And guys, you can, you know, practice sight reading. Sight reading yep. is a, it's a, it's a muscle in the brain and all Absolutely. you need to do is just practice, practice, practice. And it, you know, I was, te- I used to be terrible at sight reading and you Get know, out. just... Yeah, I was, you know, when I was at school, I hated standing up in class and reading. It was so, it's so funny to think now I'm a voice actor. That's my job, but you know, crazy, crazy world. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about challenges you've faced in your career. What what challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them? Oh my God, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. No one's asked me that before. <laughs> I'm going deep, I'm man. I'm kind of hating you. <laughs> Um, challenges. Huh. Uh, okay. This is not a voice direction challenge necessarily or challenge necessarily, but it's realizing this is so basic too, but it's taken me so long to figure it out. Realizing that different people have different personalities and they're going to approach things differently than I am. So yeah. not just think, assuming that actors, clients, whomever it is, people that work with me, are going to react to the same situation in the same way, to a situation in the same way that I would. And trying to understand, oh, that's where you're coming from, which has come in really, really handy for for voice direction because every actor is walking in with their own personality and their own their own way of of attacking a script or their own way of maybe they're Maybe they're not good at sight reading. Maybe that's a challenge for them. Maybe they're dyslexic. Maybe So realizing that and incorporating it into voice direction, um, maybe they're, they are a wheelchair user, so they don't have full access of you know their diaphragm. And so figuring that out, or maybe they're in transition. Yeah. Because so there, we've had a host of different different right. It's and it's so yeah. awesome. Oh oh, you're taking hormone shots now as we're moving through. Okay, cool cool cool. And so your voice is changing. So it's like wow, this is so cool. So just different personalities, I guess. Yeah. That's been my biggest challenge. But I that's my favorite part too. Yeah right? and yeah, because you can't. Yeah, every actor is is totally different. So you know, with directing, the way that. You- you directed the last person and you were like, oh, okay, great. And then you try that with the next person. You're like, okay, that, that doesn't work. You have to adapt. Yes. Um, yeah. If, if you're good. So I'm going to, yeah. I'll give kudos to myself right there. Yes. I'm going to, yes. if you're good, you will. Some yeah. voice directors don't. Yeah. 
some voice directors will just give you line readings. Yeah. I don't do that because wh- then the, why? Then the whole game's going to sound like me and my delivery. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's not why I'm there. No. You're there because you're bringing the creativity and your history and, and everything you've learned yeah. accumulatively through your career. So why would I stomp all over that and tell, now this is how I want you to do it. That's lame. Yeah. So yeah, figuring out how people work and, and how they think and being intuitive with that is kind of key to being good at th- this position, I think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I like uh, it. I like it. Okay. All right. And then what about um, networking? Um, networking is in our industry is super important. How, yeah, how, how important do you think networking is? For me or for you? Uh, for, <laughs> yeah, for voice actors. Okay. I think it's important. Yeah. I do. <laughs> right. And, but it depends on, again, who you are as a person. Yeah. Some people have an agent and they're cool. And their agent does all of that stuff for them. And they're happy to sit back. And just when the work rolls in, that's when they do the work. If you're not that personality type, then, then networking is huge and and attending conferences and going out and and meeting clients and meeting people like me and, and making those kind of contacts is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. Yes. 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 Um, (laughs) And you are going to come to Los Angeles for Get Your Game on LA 2023 on the 3rd of November. (gasps) I know. (laughs) See, we're both going, (gasps) I know. I'm so excited. I didn't because I I couldn't come last year. Just just out of right for fun. And so now I get to be there and do stuff and have a workshop and, oh, yeah, do all the things. Uh, So you're going to come and speak and you're going to come and teach an intensive weekend workshop as well. And I know that, oh, I love Get Your Game On because it's I know that it's had such a positive impact on so many people's lives. And that, for me, is what it's all about. And it's, yeah, just being part of the magic. Well, Rachel, I didn't even ask you this. I think it's the only video game-specific conference right i think how why did you even how'd you think of that so yeah so (laughs) yeah so it was 2016 when i looked at uh, i was looking around at video game events and i was like right i want to find a a video game event that's focused on voice acting Uh, and i couldn't find one and i was like well that's just madness because voice acting is a really important part of video games mm -hmm. so i was like right i'm gonna start one and that's basically how Get Your Game On started. It was okay. back in 2016. The first one was at Red Bull Studios in London. And um, and my whole thing with it was I, I've always been really passionate about bringing not just voice actors, but agents, producers, casting directors, and game developers into the room cool. so we can all share information, um, connect, and and raise standards. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's, 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 oh, it's just been amazing that we now have it in london and in los angeles yes it's uh yeah and it's just... and at some point maybe maybe toronto just saying oh, maybe one in canada i don't know well, just throwing it out there i know i, know. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, we'll have to yeah we'll have to see what we can do about that yeah yeah uh, yeah we've got a lot of work up here you know montreal and vancouver and toronto yeah mm-hmm. that's it there's a lot going on in canada <laughs> in the video <laughs> game stuff isn't there it is. yeah I mean, tons. tons tons oh yeah and and uh, and some non-union stuff too as you said earlier the warframe stuff i'm working on i'm working on an nft game right now which is kind of cool and new and weird nft video game 
Um, oh. I know. And we, we had to cast, gosh, I think there were 137 characters or something. It was, it was intense, oh. intense. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's exciting and we can't, yes. I can't wait to, to see you in LA in November and um, yes. And your intensive workshop and all the people that are coming and yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. So super excited. So what would you, yeah. What would you like to see happen in the industry? What, what, what things would you like to see happen kind of going forward in the industry? As far as gaming goes or just yes. voiceover in general gaming. Yeah. I think it's already happening, Rachel. Like, I love where it's going, as you know, because we've been talking about gaming this whole time. The industry is still exploding as it has been over the past, God, I'm going to say 10 years. It just keeps growing exponentially over COVID. Again, it tripled and quadrupled. And so it's now, if I'm not mistaken, it, I think it's kind of bigger and pulls in more money than sort of film and television and Absolutely. music, and, right? It's just like, yeah, it's insane. It's, it, it brings in more money than movies and music combined. And this year, it's predicted the video game industry is going to be worth over $265 billion. Holy crap. Yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. I mean, <laughs> right? it's so exciting. I think because technology is moving so quickly. So, you know, that's it. We were able to create these amazing worlds. Yes. And the great thing that I have seen moving forward, um, thank God, finally, is inclusivity. Yeah. So yeah. that for me, that's that's what I like to see is starting to happen now. Yeah. In gaming in particular, even gosh, back five, six years ago, it was always at the fore. For, for yeah. gaming, the gaming industry, more so even than in commercials and animation, yeah. from what I could see anyway. Um, they just always wanted authenticity, whether, as I said earlier, whether it's, you know, someone that is trans or someone that is a drag queen or someone that yeah. they legit, that's who they want. Yeah. And I was always very impressed with that when I started in the industry. And to this day, that's what they're doing. So in on Far Cry 6, it was, you know, Latin speakers and you had to be able to speak. The, so I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So really opening up the industry to all yeah, and, and continuing to do that. It's just awesome. It's yeah. That thing of authentic casting and, you know, and, and being proud, being proud of your heritage as voice actors, I think is really important. And I, I speak to voice actors all the time and I'm like, what is your background? Where are your parents? from what are you know i mean all those things make you who you are and yeah. and put that on your website for starters yes, yes. put all that stuff on your website about your your background and you know all, all those beautiful colors of of different cultures and languages and anything you've got and even if you think oh my god i've got nothing i bet you have <laughs> you're like i'm just a you know i'm just a brit well no you're not because you've got you know there's some irish there and there's some welsh and then you probably if you did your dna test you'd find there was some spanish and some french and you know so that that all is part of who we are and and um, and it's important for us all to embrace who we are because yeah it's beautiful world that it we is live in. it is and you're right that make it easy for me i have yeah. to find all of all of these beautiful little different 
right? Yeah. Whether it's ethnicity or whether it's, you know, whatever it is, uh, yeah. because I'm looking for them, make it easy for me. Put it on your website for Pete's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you're searching and it's like, if you've got it on your website, then the casting director can find it when they're looking yes. for, you know, someone who speaks, I, I don't, yeah. Russian, exactly. Um, yes. You know, or finish or you know whatever so yes yeah. put it on your website definitely please definitely. please help help a girl out <laughs> <laughs> excellent so um I want to it's been amazing hearing all your stuff and sharing all this incredible information um I always like to kind of finish off these interviews with asking you a little thing about um what advice would you give to a younger Kim Oh my God. <laughs> what is this? RuPaul's Drag Race? What are you doing to me? Oh my God. Um, probably what I said earlier yeah. that realize that not everyone thinks exactly the same way you do. That would have helped yeah. me out immensely. Um, don't immediately trust people. Because that's I I still do that. I look for the good a little bit too much, and I overlook. I do that too. Yeah, I do that too. And it's it's hard because you do get you get you get burnt. But then I think it's a really lovely quality as well. It's one of those things. It like, is. It's like my superpower, but it's also my like the worst thing about me. I'm like so trusting. I'm like yes, you're brilliant until you stab me in the back, and then that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. to go with a positive, I. Th- just appreciate the moments, the really good ones. Sit yeah. in those moments and just appreciate it yeah. before before you move on. Like really just be still and 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 love whatever's happening. When it's awesome. Yeah. Because there are awesome times. You don't want to skip over those. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. I know, because we live in a world that's so fast moving and it's like on to the next thing, but actually just taking those moments to enjoy yeah. the view. There you, you go. Know. wonderful amazing oh it's been so lovely talking to you kim thank you so much for for spending time with me today and sharing all your wonderful knowledge and um yeah i look forward to seeing you in november (gasps) get your game on yes baby it's gonna be great so wonderful (laughs) well have a lovely rest of your day thank you everybody for joining us today for the voiceover hour podcast and we will see you again next week on the next episode thank you for listening to the voiceover hour podcast season four brought to you by the voiceover network with special sponsors sennheiser focus right audio technica and Elements Demos. My name's Rachel Naylor. Join me for the next episode taking you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry.